Hello, prayer friend. Once again, thank you for listening in to our prayer cast from AfriChrist Prayer Ministries, the ministry that reaches out to the busy person, the millennials, the professionals of all fields, and to the underchurched, uh, often unreached people. These podcasts are the ones that help you to develop footsteps with impact in your prayer life. We believe the scripture that says that the steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. We also believe, just like Jesus did and the disciples, Paul and the prophets of old, that our prayers should have impact every time. And so we believe in praying with impact in our ministry. Jesus never prayed a prayer that failed, and he never sent out a command that didn't achieve its intended purpose. He prayed and commanded with words of impact. We are confident that the Bible-based prayer principles that we teach never fail. The Bible says that God's word never comes back to him void. If our prayers are initiated of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, then they will never come back void to us. Please thank you again for listening in. Download this and send it to your friends. We would appreciate if we recommend our prayer cast to your friends. Uh, we would also appreciate if you recommend our app, Afri Christ, to your friends. This app can be downloaded from the Apple App Store, and also the Google Play Store. It's the same app for both platforms. It's very well done, and it reaches out to people like you. Thank you once again, and may God bless you as you're listening. Thank you. So thank you again for listening in in our podcasts, and we really appreciate your um, presence, uh, even though we do not see you. I like to say that I'm being blessed by the reports that I get of um, what these podcasts have done for people, not just um, locally, but all over the world, and especially the young people. And I'm really encouraged by those young people, the millennials, who listen to them for encouragement, for learning, and many other ways. Now, um, we're going to look at um, what redemption is. Uh, both spiritually and self-redemption. Say, for example, if we've been in a situation where we find ourselves down and under and much of it has been our own making, how do we get out and how do we relate that to the redemption that we had when Jesus Christ died for us on the cross and then rose again? On the day that we call Easter, we celebrate as Easter. So now we're going to look at Tiger Woods, the guy, the golfer, the um, master golfer, the one who just came back. Had uh, He has had a tremendous uh, c- comeback in the last uh, couple of weeks or so. And then we're going to relate that to the scriptures as far as uh, Jesus Christ and going under for us, going in the grave, being uh, beaten and everything. And then uh, he rises again. So now we're going to look at the, uh, this Easter message from those two perspectives. We will look at the human side of character redemption and the Christian side of spiritual redemption. The golfer, Tiger Woods, as you know, had a recent Masters victory that was really exhilarating, even to someone like me who does not like golf or who doesn't even understand golf. We saw a man who fell from grace to ridicule and then rise back again through his hard work and resilience. Uh, Some of his bad um, decisions led to his, uh, say, infidelity with over 120 women, so I understand, which led to his divorce from his wife. It led to prescription drug and alcohol abuse. And uh, he had also multiple surgeries, you know, on his back uh, from other things. He was really in a position that would be impossible for most people, most of us, to come back both physically and also 
you know, emotionally, mentally, and also in his family level. He was charged with driving under the influence of drugs at one time, and uh, he ended up crashing his car into a tree. When they did the blood work, they found that, you know, he had all these kinds of drugs in his system. Some of them were, you know, they were all really prescription drugs that were prescribed to him, but he had become an abuser of those drugs. And uh, it looks like his um, uh, career was really crumbling as fast as it had risen. You know, you remember he was 21 when he first came to prominence, and he rose and he won so many. By the time he crashed his car, he had won something like 94 or something like that, um, um, tournaments. Now, he lost a lot during his time of hiatus. Uh, it was uh, uh, roughly 11 years. It doesn't seem that long, but it was 11 years that he was really going downhill. He lost uh, over $22 million uh, of um, endorsements for companies like GM and AT&T. And it looked like he was really going down. No one wanted to talk about Tiger Woods when they were talking about um, golf. Instead, they were talking of some of the younger people who are coming up with splashy wins. Tiger Woods' golf story is like the human story of many of us on the spiritual side. When we first encounter God in our lives... We start with energy, zeal, and excitement, doing all for God, you know, so to speak. Then, either suddenly or slowly, we start backsliding for whatever reason, and it, leaves, it looks like we come to a point of no return for some of us. We lose interest in the things of God and feel as if we are useless to Him, and we start uh, to think that even God no longer wants us or to use us, and we feel unwanted by God. Now, even at his worst, Tiger Woods' uh, net worth was around $700 million. So really, even after $100 million of divorce settlement with his wife, he still was a very rich and a, a, a rich man. But, you know, one of the things that Tiger Woods had that many of us really need or should have is resilience. Now, compare this to the spiritual side as well as we speak in the natural. Tiger Woods never gave up. He had the multiple surgeries that corrected his back. He kept playing, even as younger golfers were winning and bypassing him. He never gave up trying. He practiced more and more after each loss uh, or failure. He went to, you know, uh, to uh, substance abuse um, rehabs and worked very hard to recover. He saw a goal of recovery and victory when pundits wrote him off. He was washed off, some would say. But likewise, God sees great value in us, despite our current state, physically or spiritually. In, you know, in 2 Chronicles 16, 19, the Bible says that God's eyes go to and fro, looking for someone in whom to show himself strong on their behalf. God's love for us is unchanging, and nothing can separate us from the love of God. You know, we are created in his own image, and for his glory, and, the, and his name's sake, God will manifest on our behalf as long as we make ourselves available. He has never given up on the human race. He even gave up his own son to come and do a standing for us here on earth, to do the suffering so that we can be redeemed. He spared us the pain, but gave us the victory. You know, that's how much God loves us. In Romans 8, 38 to 39, it says, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither uh, our fears, 
for, for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or on the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Jesus Christ our Lord. So what we need is to look to Jesus because that's where his love is revealed. This year, 2019, Tiger went for the big one. I believe in himself he knew this is it. This is the time for a comeback. And in golf, that means the green jacket of the Masters. He played with a steady confidence. You know, people were watching from all over. Uh, despite the overwhelming pressure of the load that he was carrying, he knew that everything depended on him now as far as his comeback. You know, people were watching and some probably didn't want him to make it, but he knows that many were out there uh, cheering him on. You know, when that last put came and the ball rolled into the hole, I noticed something though. He never... He wasn't rejoicing. It was already in there, but he was not rejoicing until he quietly bent down and picked the ball out of the hole. And when he had it securely in his hand, he jumped up in victory and the crowd roared and he threw his hands in the air. It was a breathtaking moment. I mean, it was a moment of the human spirit. I believe that's why so many people are rejoicing with um, Tiger, even those who didn't know golf like me. The Bible says that as we run this race of faith, there is a cloud of witnesses cheering us on. And we are encouraged in the Bible to strip off everything that hinders our faith. Like Tiger, we have to persevere, the Bible says, you know, and focus on our goal. Our goal is to look to Jesus who enables us because he won the victory already. In fact, Hebrews 12, 1 to 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily strips us up, trips us up, sorry, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. So you see, for us, we are encouraged because we have this huge crowd of witnesses that is cheering us on. But you know what? With Jesus, it's different. You know, Tiger Woods had a cheering crowd of fans uh, as witnesses cheering him on. We have a heavenly cheering cloud of witnesses cheering us on to walk in this walk of faith. But for Jesus, our Lord and Savior, there was a mocking, abusive, spitting, whipping, and violent crowd. He took all this for you and I. Jesus knew and understood the joy of our salvation. So for you and I, he pushed on carrying the heavy wooden cross. And I can imagine how, much, uh, how painful that was. He was humiliated, insulted. In fact, they released a, a thief instead of him. His friends that would have cheered him on were too powerless at the time, and actually they were really afraid to even come close. They were hiding and they were denying that they even knew him. Hebrews 12, 2-4 says this, Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. So you see, the Bible is telling us that 
Here, Jesus did all this. He did all the, uh, the, the hard work. We saw Tiger. Tiger went into rehab. Tiger, you know, kept uh, golfing. Despite what was going on, it took him 11 years to come back. But here, Jesus won the victory for us. Uh, what we call the Good Friday is really the chronicle of the days as he was leading to the cross. That's when they were abusing him. That's when they were, he was being hit. That's when they were spitting on him. That's when they were mocking him, calling him all kinds of stuff. You know, he was mocked and nailed to that cross, you know, where he died a violent death. He was buried and sat in that grave for three whole days. Then suddenly the Spirit of God fulfilled prophecy and raised him from the grave. You know, just like Tiger, you know, he, remember I said he went down and lifted the ball out of the, uh, out of the hole. He was not doing anything. He was not rejoicing. Look at that as the three days Jesus was in the grave. Nothing was happening. And then he comes up, day that we call Easter. He rose up again and we would be rejoicing and singing and dancing tomorrow. He had done the work for us. We did not have to suffer. Grace manifested for us. And like Tiger, triumphantly picking up that ball out of the hole, our Lord Jesus Christ triumphantly rose from the grave. He gave us the spoils of victory forever, which is our redemption. So, as we have seen in this short podcast, I just would like to encourage you that you really, you may be down and you may be under, you may think that it's all done, but think of Tiger. All those years, no one was inviting him. Uh, uh, he would register for those golf tournaments and they would probably say, ah, he once was. But see, the man never gave up. He had resilience. I'd like to encourage you to have resilience in your heart, in your spirit. It will encourage you. Whatever it is, it may be sickness, it may be the job you've lost, it may be the uh, spouse you lost, it may be the uh, business that you lost, it may be um, just depression and you're down and you think you're all done. But Jesus went to that cross. He went through that humiliation so that you don't have to. Sometimes you may feel humiliated for whatever reason. You may, be, you may have been appointed in a position and people look at you like you don't belong there, you don't deserve this or the other. It does not matter. If God put you there, you know the victory was already won for you. Look at the prize. Look at Jesus Christ. That's what that verse up there said. Look to him because he has already won the victory for you. God makes no errors. He is the one who put you where you are. Be strong. Know that your God is has delivered the victory for you. Now you have to. All you have to do is to follow in those footsteps that He has created for you to walk in. Trust God. Read these scriptures about um, redemption. Read that chapter of Hebrews that I've just given to you. And you will see that Jesus has actually fought the battle for you. Now it's time for you to pick up. To pick up. I don't care what it is. It may be sickness. You pick up. It may be even somebody else that you're interceding for. It may be your child. You know, a lady was asking us to pray in our prayer group for the, uh, for her children. And we're going to pray for victory for that woman. Because she's, she said it's been a tough week for her two boys. But you know what? God is able. And if this lady is listening, don't you worry. God is able. Put everything. Jesus has won the victory for your sons, for you, for your child, for your husband. 
God has won the victory for you. He placed Jesus Christ to do the suffering. He let him do all the suffering so that you will claim the victory. Don't feel ashamed that you're claiming this victory for which you didn't fight. Because the Bible says it's the grace of God, the love of God. And grace means it's unmerited favor. None of us, none of us merited that favor. You are not different. You will make it. So we're going to have an impact prayer so that you can be encouraged that God is on your side and that God wants you to make it, wants your family to make it, your children, your job, your company, whatever it is, it makes no difference. God is not surprised by what situation is taking place because he has already placed all those things on the cross. Just kneel down and put it to the cross of Jesus, at the foot of Jesus. Amen? So this is our impact prayer for today. Personalize this as you, you praying. Don't just listen to it, but personalize it. Go back and listen to it and then personalize the concepts in this prayer. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for providing a redemption path for me and humanity and my family and my children and my, and my husband and my wife. Your son paid the pain, painful price so that I may experience the full benefit of your grace, the unmerited favor of your love. Thank you for changing me and opening my eyes to the light and I accept the truth who is your son, Jesus Christ. I accept everything he fought for, for me and my family. From this day on, I walk in faith, trusting you to lead me. Lift me up when I slide, Lord. Help me. I need your help. And I thank you that you have already provided the victory. Show me how to walk this path so that I may come. To the finish line in victory. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. So my friends, I'd like to encourage all of you to look at the death and rise of Jesus Christ from the death as a time when you had issues and um, had problems and now it's time to rise up and move on. Life is never stagnant. Make sure that you get up and rise up. People, different people have gone through different things and the seriousness of each one is different for each one of us. But you know what? Every time we rise up, we know that we are able to do what we do because of our Lord Jesus Christ. I encourage you to not give up, to keep praying and keep looking up the scriptures. Keep looking up to God for everything and he will surely bless you. Now also I encourage you to, um, I also encourage you to uh, recommend our app, AfriChrist, to um, your friends. Also, our website, africrice.com, to your friends. You can also find our notes for these podcasts on our blog, uh, prayingwithimpact.com. And they are all written out for you, so you can look at these scriptures and study them yourself, print them out, or do whatever you need to do. Please, our app is a full-featured app, which is amazing. There's a Bible on it. You can read the Bible from there. There are other notes on there. Uh, our website is referred on there, and also we uh, um, send you information that you do request from the app. Our app can be found either at the Apple App Store, uh, just look up, go to the App Store and look up AfriChrist Prayer Ministries, or just type in the word AfriChrist. Same thing with uh, um, Google Play Store. We, uh, you can download us internationally. 
So please uh, go down there and re uh, refer your friends and we do appreciate it. And you will love this app. People who have seen it have been amazed. And yes, I did a lot myself to develop that app. And I used a professional group of coders, but um, I developed, I was, I worked with them to develop that app. So you find a lot of that stuff in there is really personalized. It's not one of those canned apps. Thank you and God bless you.